story, certainly on the news wires, is uh, that of uh, Walter Sisulu University student Sbongile Mani, who was sentenced to five years uh, in a prison earlier on today, found guilty of theft after 14 million was erroneously paid to her by Inteli Mali in 2017, and uh, she spent more than 800,000 rand of this uh, over a period of three months before the error was picked up. And to tell us a bit more about uh, this uh, and the sentencing, uh, somebody who's been following the story very closely, our colleague here at the SABC uh, reporter, Abongile Yanchi. Abongile, Maskwam Kelapak Metro FM Talk. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Abongile, maybe just for the purposes of some of our listeners who might not be familiar with uh, the story of Sbongile Mani, who um, I guess uh, today, uh, according to many reports, cut a very defiant figure, uh, but was also rather unsettled, I guess, uh, as the sentencing was handed down. Uh, well, I have on to the listeners, it dates back to 2017 and on the 1st of June, when the 14 million rand was erroneously deposited into her account. That's when she went on a spending spree with Bongile Mani, where she spent things, items that are not, um, that are prohibited by the agreement between Nesfas and the students, such mm. as alcohol and cigarettes and um, clothing and uh, some other things include um, hair straighteners, weaves and cell phones, expensive cell phones. During that year, the following month, she even went to the July, Durban, July in mm-hmm. Durban with her friends to spend this money. Ayabonga. This way it dates from, she spent the money for about 76 days in total, mm-hmm. where she spent about 818,000 rand up until it was stopped. Ayabonga. I hope that's a brief background of where the story stems from. Indeed. And um going forward going forward she spends the money on different uh on di- in different stores throughout the province and even Centurion and in George. So that's three provinces including the Eastern Cape. We understand that in George that's where her mother resides. Maybe she spent things there since her mom lives there. So mm. that's where she spends these she spent this prohibited money on those prohibited items on and today she was she was sentenced to five years to a five year jail term. Mm, mm. Talk, talk to me about what representations um you know her lawyers had made, not just in mitigation of sentence, but I guess um, in explaining or their own interpretation of the facts of what had unfolded here after the money had been deposited into her account. Well, her lawyer, Asanda Pakade, has, has always maintained from day one that Sibongile Mani has no case to answer to this matter and that um, it's the people who deposited the money into her account that should account to and that during this time, you'd recall that she was 26 years old. She argue, he argued in court that he she was a bit young and that she was not exposed to such an amount of money. And her lawyers, you'd recall that she's a mother of two children and her lawyer during the court proceedings, particularly during the sentencing, she said that um, she's a mother of two children and that she has to take care of her children and that she only resides with her grandmother and her grandmother had also taken um her her, her health had weakened 
due to this case and mm-hmm. that she 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 doesn't deserve to be in jail as she is someone who's pursuing an honors degree in education as we speak and that um she's not a danger to society but the court saw otherwise in that regard mm-hmm. and let's talk about i guess what um you know, the judge uh, said, as uh, she uh, set down uh, a sentence here, um, and uh, I guess a big part of it also having to do with many unanswered questions about uh, the things the money had been spent on and where many of them ended up. I mean, microphones, frying pans, air fryers, steam irons, hair straighteners, hair dryers, um, and also, I guess, um, Judge uh, Olafir there indicating that, uh, I guess, The choices here were made repeatedly for 76 days consecutively, numerous times a day in some cases. Well, in her words, um, the magistrate, um, Toinette Olivia, said that her actions were inspired by greed Mm. and not by the need of money. And that um, she having spending this money for these 76 days was a clear intention that she she had no intention of stopping of spending up until it was stopped by the by Intelli money. She could have spent that entire amount had she not been stopped. So there was intention and then she came into the point with where there's remorse versus regret. Whether she really showed remorse or she's regretting her actions now that she she faces a jail term. And those were some of the things that were posed to her. And that um she really isn't someone she is someone who is edu- who is educated and particularly being in the field of finance where she studied an accounting degree she should have known better particularly when she is also she was also a student leader during that time where she was the secretary general of the organization PASMA, which is an affiliation of the PAC. Mm. She said that she assisted students with these applications of NSFAS, so she was to know better because students were coming to her for applications for NSFAS, but she did some, the theft, the theft charge that was laid upon her is something that she would have known that it is wrong to spend this money and that she was only entitled to 1,400 rand per month as per the agreement between Nesfas and her. And the state also said about this matter that it should deprive at least 58, 48 students who would have, who would have received, who would, who would have been beneficiaries of the money that she spent with this 800,000. So the money that she spent really has a negative effect, had a negative effect on the students that were supposed to benefit from it. Mm. Now, I mean, I guess it might be a bit of a speculative question on my end, but let me ask mm. it nonetheless, right? Um, many people have suggested that uh, there's a much bigger syndicated plot here that extends far beyond Spongilemani. Um I mean, in the re- representations that were made in court, wh- was that line of inquiry ever pursued? And, uh, you know, uh, I guess, or, or was it accepted that the error b- made by Intelimali was just an innocent error? rather than maybe something more more sinister. It is really shocking and that's that's the public perception, particularly from the students who were always there to support her during her court appearances that why is she the only one on the stand? Why is she because she had there's no evidence that she had um plotted a way to receive this money. It just 
landed on her account. But Abanyabandu Batinga is closer. If in Kukuyam, in Yenekuyatiako, does it mean that Bana is Kailango Kuako? That's the other. That's the other view from other people who were, who were also following this case. But the fact remains that she was the only one there. And that they are saying, particularly the students, that no, it was a mistrial and that she should have been found not guilty of the matter, but at least pay back the money that she spent. And then her life moves on because as she has a promising future, because she has studied and she is a postgraduate student now, but the court found otherwise and that's why she was found guilty of this charge of theft. What do you make of the sanction, uh, Abongile? Or I guess what the judge said in motivation of the sanction. here: Five years in imprisonment. Uh, you know, the defense had clearly called here for a suspended sentence. Um, I guess due to their own relative assessment of the harm that Mani had inflicted. Uh, I mean, talk to us about, I guess, uh, um, the motivation that the uh, judge then gave uh, for the sentence that was meted out. Well, the, the judgment, uh, even though I'm no legal, but she is—that's what—that's the judgment that she has. She would serve a third of the sentence, meaning in under 20 months she would be out of jail. And her, her receiving this, this, um, you recall, um, my sources are even telling me that when her lawyer appeals for the case. On the 11th of April, some legal, high-ranking legal personnel, like such as Advocate Tamera Nukaitobi, are also are also interested in representing money on a pro bono case. So it's uh, it's not over, Lendoka money, mm. and it's far from over. And we will see maybe, but from the side of the state, they are saying that white collar crimes are are on the increase in in uh, in the country and that it it's being prevalent there mm. should be a way to for this if this sentence was used as a deterrence to white collar crimes regardless of where you stand on the matter but, but they but are saying it? that it should be yeah. there should be a way to send a message out there that don't take what is not yours is this uh, an effective deterrent because if the assumption is that the error on the part of Intelimali was innocent. Uh, then I guess there's an implication there on whether or not you can deter this type of crime. I mean, it's easy here to find the person who spent the money because Klaus Swiper, Yachba is Swipap. Something entirely different, I guess, um, if this indeed might be an administrative error or something even more nefarious to try and weed that out. Um, so, I mean, I'm not sure if this would be an effective deterrent, I guess, for errors in future or yeah i don't know i mean and yes that was what her lawyer raised that um if their systems should be able to pick up these matters before mm. it gets out of hand for let's say they picked it up for for after 76 days they say her lawyer argued that had their systems been well in place and well to identify these matters at an early stage this wouldn't have happened yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, maybe just a last question on my end. I mean, we've heard uh, potential appeal here underway. I mean, a lot of the statements that have come out in support of Ms. Mani here also are talking about an appeal and uh, potentially getting people to take that up. Uh, have you heard the same? And I guess what's the latest on that? Yes, the appeal will be heard on the 11th of um, April. And that 
she remains out on bail. It remains to be seen where the appeal will take us in this matter. That's why I say it's far from over, but we'll hear then. But her lawyer says, even though he didn't, she didn't want to go into the exact details, but he says he has a strong case for appeal, and that's why it was granted without any hesitation. The mm-hmm. state didn't oppose this appeal, and that um, a, a different court would... Uh, would arrive at a different uh, judgment regarding this matter. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Yeah, that uh, the SABC reporter Abongile Yanchis uh, speaking to us uh, this evening following this uh, particular development there in the Sbongile Mani case. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. And uh, yeah, interesting uh, statement coming out of... Um, uh, the uh, ANC Youth League out in the Eastern Cape. Uh, and uh, let me read uh, some of what is said here uh, in this uh, statement, which uh, I found quite interesting. Um, so it says there was no criminal intent in the acquisition of the money itself, but rather a case of foolishness in what to do immediately after seeing this amount in her account. The very act of splurging on booze, groceries, fashion items, etc. was enough to demonstrate that this is a case of childishness than grand thuggery. In any case, the state uh, was able to recoup the greater proportion of the money. A suspended suspended sentence bound to community service is an appropriate remedy here. This would have been effective in teaching a lesson not to be foolish. Uh, Yeah, do you think this is just a case of uh, grand foolishness rather than grand thuggery and criminality? Uh, And uh, yeah, I guess uh, is my question speculative about whether or not uh, the Intelimali era was an innocent error as well. And uh, this is not to dabble in whataboutism, uh, but let's talk about that sanction. Um, and I guess whether or not uh, it, one, is an effective deterrent, but also two, uh, whether it's uh, befitting of the crime in question. I'm not sure about this argument that the state was able to recoup uh, more of that money. I mean, there's an opportunity cost to that money. There are students who did not get financial aids and uh, were m- maybe not able to complete their studies or continue with their studies. Uh, so that money, because there's a finite amount of money, and I think the broader student movement and uh, young people have often raised this issue of, um, you know, the declining real allocations every year to NASFAS and to, in particular, TVET colleges. So, you know, 800,000 in that context.